Uh, g'day mate, it's Brian Kearnsy. Welcome to the Outback Steakhouse. You just want to go over there and sit yourself down at one of the boomerang tables. We'll get you a foster right away and we'll slap another shrimp on the barbie for you. How about that? So while you're sipping down on that largey, just uh, yeah, pull out your headphones, tune in to Comical Podcasts and give these two funny blokes a listen. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 54 of Comical Podcast. We're here today with Mr. Miguel Garza. How are you doing today, mate? Wrong, sir. My name is Crocodile Max Dundee. <laughs> That's pretty terrible. How are you doing today, Heather? I'm great. <laughs> and we have a very special guest, one of our longtime listeners who's been very supportive of the show, Mr. Brian Cairns. How are you doing today, man? Yeah, not too bad. G'day. How are you all? Uh, thank you very much for having me on the show. It's a uh, real pleasure. We're excited to have you. This is our Christmas episode, so we have a lot of uh, fun activities planned. Awesome stuff. You sure about that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to start the show off with a joke. I wasn't happy. Your Australian accent was so much better than mine. <laughs> what been, the hell, man? I've been practicing all day, man. You must have been practicing. <laughs> We've gotten a lot better since the bonus pod. I'm going on African on you. <laughs> <laughs> Would you agree with that, Brian? Have we gotten better since the bonus pod? Oh, no, I think it still sounds um, a lot like the guy from uh, that film Pet Cemetery. <laughs> yeah, we're all going down to the pet cemetery. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it. Why does Santa Claus have three gardens? How many gardens? Three gardens. Uh, past, present, and future. He likes to ho ho ho. Nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Let's talk some comics. We're top two this week, Miguel. I don't know if I can come back from that. <laughs> You didn't say it in Australia, it's about ho, ho, ho. I'm not doing the Australian accent the whole time. Uh, Just in the fine, do it in the Irish accent. <laughs> uh, well, I'll get serious for a little bit here, because it's already hurting my throat. Uh, my number one book is Zero, number 13. That is also my number one book. Uh, Alish Cott is the writer, and Alberto Ponticelli is the artist. Uh, this is one of those books we talk about sometimes where there's not a whole lot of dialogue. There's a little bit. Uh, basically, what happened in the last issue of Zero is that he was brought back in by the group that had trained him. And he's having a conversation with the now leader of the assassin group or the spy ring or whatever you want to call it. And in the midst of their conversation, the compound got attacked. So she sends all the elite squad teams to go and try to take out whoever's attacking the building. And they're not a match for whoever's in, the, in there. So when it comes down to it, Edward Zero is basically the last line of defense to protect her. So he goes out there to have a fight with whoever's left, and it's a real close combat fight. Like, the elevator doors open, and there's two guys from the invading squad inside the elevator, and they have a really, like, crazy close combat fight with a shotgun. There's, like, all three of them struggling to get it away from each other inside that small elevator. Not a whole lot of dialogue, but there's a lot of extremely brutal fighting going on. Uh, lots of blood, lots of uh, faces getting caved in, and, and <laughs> the stuff Miguel and I both love. You know, I was reading that, and I'm thinking, like, that's what it felt like, seriously. I, it felt like I was watching a movie. I mean, the action scenes are so well done. He put his fist down the guy's throat. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you've not been reading Zero, I'd highly recommend going out and picking up the uh, trades. I think Volume 1 and Volume 2 are out now. Uh, the series is kind of strange. I mean, it goes 
a lot of different directions, a lot of places you wouldn't expect it to go, which kind of adds to the appeal of it for me at least. But sometimes you just get these issues where it's super violent, super aggressive, and it's just amazing. And that's why it's our number one. Yeah, I realized that it did backwards. My apologies. <laughs> Being down in Australia makes you think, do things in reverse. Is that what happens? <laughs> the one in the toilet. Okay, so does Comical Podcast. Well, then what was your We don't go that way. <laughs> you, you might. I don't. Hey, you, you Bert. Hey, Bert. What's up, Bernie? <laughs> number two for me was Ragnarok, number three. Oh, yeah. That was a really good one, too. Walter Simonson is the writer and artist for that. Freaking Dead Thor. That's all you got to say. Dead Thor. <laughs> I can say a little more on that. Ragnarok has basically already happened. And that's oh, what, yeah, that's yeah. what we learn in this story. And this is old Thor. This is Thor after he's already died. He's been dormant for years. Those people <laughs> in the first two issues broke in and basically woke him from his sleep. So he killed all of them without you know much difficulty. And now he's trying to wander around and figure out what exactly is happening. He keeps calling to own it. He keeps calling to you know the other people in Asgard and nobody's responding. So he's slowly starting to realize that he's the last god left. Yeah, and he's pretty much beating the crap out of everybody. And it's again extremely violent, but it's, it's drawn, really well done. I love the artwork. Yeah, it's drawn different than your normal average Thor. I mean, what you see now, um, Milnor is different looking. I actually like it. I think it's really good. I, I do like the way it's drawn. Uh, Thor doesn't look the same. He doesn't look like a wuss. You know, he is dead. <laughs> he looks really tough. It's a really good book. Yeah, I, I recommend agree. picking it up. It was my pick of the week. Nice. Well, my pick of the week, sir, uh, is a new book, Rumble Number 1. Oh, yeah. That was being written by John Arcudi and drawn by James Herron. Mm-hmm. Some kind of s- straw guy with a sword? <laughs> it's a scarecrow, man. <laughs> Whatever the hell it is, it's, it's, that's no scarecrow from Batman. i tell you that right now. <laughs> that's pretty cool. I mean, I, you, do you even talk about the, the beard joint owner guy? I mean, is he even a big part of this story? You don't really know. It doesn't give you a whole lot of info in the first issue. He saves the one military guy, an old, old army guy who disappears after he gets his arm cut off by the scarecrow dude. The bartender guy hits the original scarecrow guy upside the head and he disappears. It's it's basically a lot of fighting throughout the book and not a lot of exposition. You don't really know what's going on in the story yet. And these demons but show up or these wing kind of creatures? It kind of lays the groundwork that, that you're trying to figure out whether the scarecrow guy is actually a good guy or a bad guy, whether he's going to help the person he's been chasing this whole time whether he's chasing them to defend them or whether he's chasing them to attack them. When the demons show up, it kind of puts him in this weird position where you're not sure which is which. And I guess issue two is going to make that revelation. It's pretty good. I like it. I really do like it. Uh, it's just weird. It's weird enough, and that's why it was my pick of the week. Cool. Well, my number two, uh, since we skipped over that... My bad. I'm sorry. ...is uh, Batman <laughs> number 37 by Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. Uh, this is hands down the best issue of Batman in their entire run. The entire run? Their entire run, yes. Uh, the, Joker's, something. the Joker is back which we all knew. Uh, he's been lying in wait as a security guard in Ar- Arkham this whole time, watching Batman's every move. He manages to trap Batman in the last issue uh, and reveals to him what's been happening, basically paralyzes him. Batman can't stop what's going on because there's this super Joker serum that he's released. It's affected the Justice League. It's affected people all over the city. Batman's having Alfred and Alfred's daughter try to come up with a solution to it, an antidote. But it's not like any other Joker serum they've ever seen. And Commissioner Gordon is working with Batman once they break him out of his paralysis to try to figure out what the Joker's next move is. But there's some stuff waiting in the wings that uh, Commissioner Gordon just is completely unprepared for. And things look pretty dire for everybody. I'm really excited to read the next issue. Joker is one of my favorites and I love Joker stories. The first one, Death in the Family, started out really good and then kind of fell at the end. Kind of a lackluster ending. I'm hoping the same thing doesn't happen with this one. Endgame has been great so far. I think the Joker's just pissed off because Batman threw him off that, <laughs> that waterfall, <laughs> or whatever the hell it was. Um, yeah, this is not your grandma's Joker. He's no. not playing around. It's not about the 
dichotomy of good versus evil and him and Batman being two sides of the same coin anymore. He's given up on that. That's what happened in Death of the Family. So now he wants to punish Batman. Now he, he wants to – it's not a test anymore. He wants to make Batman suffer for what happened to him in Death of the Family, which I, I think is great. It ruins all of Joker's inhibitions, which there wasn't much to begin with. <laughs> yeah, it's quite scary, actually, to see somebody like that. <laughs> what about you, Brian? Have you read anything this week that uh, you really enjoyed? Sadly, there was a big delay on my comic books this week getting delivered to my comic store. It was actually 48 hours. So I normally get my comics delivered once per month. But because my pull list has grown so much, I've ended up having to get them every fortnight. I've had to get them every two weeks because my comic store actually is about four hours drive away from me in Sydney. So uh, it's not something that I can kind of just pack up and uh, head on down uh, to Sydney every every week or every fortnight or something like that. It's just it's just cheaper and more convenient for me to get it uh, delivered to me. But with a 48-hour delay, it me- meant that I could only – pay for my comics on friday so but what i did do is i've been storing uh from comiXology a digital first series i don't know if you guys are familiar with it it's called artful daggers no i'm not familiar with that one okay it's done by uh monkey brain comics uh the writers uh it's co-written uh by sean e williams and adam p nave and the arts by andrew losk and this book is just incredible. It is really, really good. I'm really enjoying it. Um, they do have the first arc on trade a paperback, um, which you can purchase through. Uh, it was published by IDW. And the basis of this, because I don't want to really spoil it, I think this is something that you really have to get into and really read, is um, it's set 50 years after a time traveller has gone back to the me- to medieval England at the time of Sir Arthur, and he's brought back science and technology. Hmm. And it's actually based off Mark Twain's uh, Connecticut Yankee, the same universe as a Connecticut Yankee in Sir Arthur's court. And it's set like 50 years after that. So what you've got now is that instead of it being ruled overall by a king, you've got all these different corporations that are running um, England. And you've got uh, a, a group in there called the, the Tricksters, which are like assassins. Um, you've got the church, which is trying to retain balance with all this technology and like arms races and everything like that. So the shifting of power is just it's such a, a fun and enjoyable read. And the art is really stylistic. And because it's digital, a, a digital comic, uh, you uh, look at this comic through like your iPad or something like that or, or, or whatever tablet you have. And you can, it's, you're scrolling through the pages and it's really dynamic and it's like a cartoon meets, yeah, I've, I, I can't recommend it enough. It's so good. Cool. I'll have to check that out. I've read a few other Monkey Brain books in the past, so I'm familiar with the company, but not, not that title specifically. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it is pretty much the only kind of digital comic book that I've got on subscription. It's the one that I just have to download and have there ready for for times like this. Cool. Well, I got another joke for you guys. Well, hang on, man. You let a lot of things slide there. The man said... That his pull list grows every night. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say something when he was talking. I was gonna let it go. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> How could you miss that? Did you not see my face? 
<laughs> no, I, I was I was planning ahead for the next thing. I'm listening to Brian talk. Oh. <laughs> it's not all about you. I don't stare at your I don't stare at your face all day. You're looking right at me. <laughs> I'll look away. I'm sorry. Nice. <laughs> so here's your joke. Uh, what do you get if you cross an apple with a Christmas tree? An apple with a Christmas tree. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what a pineapple. I didn't say these were good jokes. I just said they were jokes. <laughs> a pineapple. I'm going to stab uh, you. <laughs> All right, I got a better one. What is this? What did you get? Jokes from Highlights Magazine today or what? <laughs> what do you get when you cross a snowman with a vampire? No idea. I'm trying to think here. Let's see here. I don't know what. Frostbite. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about our sponsors. Boo. <laughs> On your jokes. <laughs> This episode of Comical Podcast is brought to you by TweakedAudio.com. Tweaked Audio Australia. They're, they're available <laughs> in Australia. They sell uh, seven different styles of headphones in seven different colors. Uh, they have a flat cable design that prevents tangling, and they have superior audio quality, including a noise-canceling function, which is just amazing. So I don't have to hear your butt. Uh, you can go to TweakedAudio.com and use promo code COMICAL to get one-third off the cost of shipping. Gotcha. I have them. I have them, too. They're great. I use them. They make great Christmas gifts, but, uh, you know... It's kind of late to order those. <laughs> so, uh, Not maybe, really. They get them to you in two days. Yeah, you know, if, if the episode goes up before Christmas, maybe. Unless you're out in Australia. <laughs> Don't get in two days. <laughs> but they make great New Year's presents. Maybe gotcha. uh, maybe plan to get somebody something for New Year's. There you go. Yeah, hey, you, can I pitch my sponsor too now? Yeah, and we're also brought to you by... Dude Wipes! <laughs> Dude Wipes! Uh, Not only for your ass, it's good for your face, your armpits, any other orifice you have. If you need to get clean, Dude Wipes! Woo! Woo! <laughs> Dude Wipes is not officially a sponsor yet. We're working on it really hard. <laughs> but, uh, let's tell the story behind this, right? Go ahead, man. Wait, okay. wait, wait. It all started because of me. It all started because of Heather. Like Heather and I were at the grocery store. Heather? And a few months ago, Miguel and Heather were having a uh, heated discussion about the benefits of butt wipes but I wasn't, versus I wasn't toilet pro, paper. But I wasn't pro butt wipe. <laughs> yes, you were. I was not. Yes, you, 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 and, you and Heather were pro butt wipe, and I was, I was vehemently <laughs> against it. I'm a toilet paper guy. <laughs> so when we were walking through the aisles of the grocery store, we saw dude wipes, which are butt wipes for dudes. So they ended up in your Christmas package, right? Yes. And then uh, you, you laughed. You posted it online on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And then people started responding like, what, what are dude wipes? Uh, Mike Lapine, who's one of our <laughs> listeners who's been on the show, he posted, I don't, I don't like dude wipes. I don't like butt wipes. You know, I don't like having a cold, wet ass. <laughs> so Miguel temporarily changed his Twitter handle to cold, wet ass. And found a picture of Mike Lapine making like a squinty, ooh, kind of face. <laughs> and he started having a conversation with Mike about the benefits of dude wipes. He's like, you can rub them on your face, you can clean your hands, you know, whatever. They're great for anything that a dude might need clean. I went and found the dude wife's Twitter account and brought them into the conversation. <laughs> so throughout this, I mean, they're going back and forth. Miguel starts saying things like uh, he finds a picture of Macho Man Randy Savage and posts it. And he says, uh, snap into a dude wipe. <laughs> and I said, whoa, are they made of beef jerky? They really are multi-purpose. <laughs> Just awful. <laughs> but uh, Dude Wipes was entertained by our back and forth that day. So talking a little bit. And they're sending us a promotional package. I don't exactly know what that means. The Dude Wipe Care Package. But we're, uh, <laughs> we're, we're in talks with them to have them as our sponsor going forward. So That's right. It could be fun. Dude Wipes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many of our listeners will actually order Dude Wipes using our promo code or whatever, but remember, hey. the, but remember the website also said you can use Dude Wipes to clean up something, and girls love it. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Exactly. You'll pull a list. <laughs> there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Wintry fresh. 
I don't know about all that, but... Uh, <laughs> as long as you're clean, that's all that matters. Yeah, so uh, tweakedaudio.com, promo code comical, <laughs> <laughs> is a great way to support the show, guys. <laughs> all that matters. You ready for another joke? Sure, lay it on. Go ahead. What do you call people that are afraid of Santa Claus? Uh, claustroph... No, go ahead. I give up. Claustrophobic. You're pretty, hey, <laughs> pretty good. Hey! <laughs> all right. These are, on the back. These are not great jokes. <laughs> Do what? <laughs> well, Brian, let's talk a little bit about you. Uh, what do you do for a living? Um, I work at a uh, analytical laboratory, actually. Um, I am a quality assurance officer there, but I've worked there from the ground up. So uh, line of work is uh, we test coal that is used predominantly for export out of Australia here. I was going to wait if you said you test coal that gets put in the bad kid's stockings. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to die laughing. (laughs) You you have no idea how many people, how many of my friends have been asking me whether or not I can get them lumps of coal for this Christmas so so that they can do just that. That is... um, That's pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. So uh, what is is Christmas like in Australia? Uh, Christmas is uh, always fairly hot. Because it's our summer now, whereas for you guys up in the northern hemisphere, it's your winter, right? Well, it's a pseudo winter here in Texas. <laughs> we no, don't have pseudo a- winter for Texas. <laughs> it was summer yesterday and today it's cold, so you never know what you're going to get. Just wait five hours and the weather will change. That's pretty much true. Th- that That's pretty much the exact same for where I am here in New South Wales. We have the most random weather patterns. Like last year, we had heat wave after heat wave after heat wave getting like 100 degree Fahrenheit days for two weeks straight. Um, and this year we've had rain, rain, lightning storms, rain, 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 lightning storms. It's been absolutely fantastic. Sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> and and today um, it's a... It's a lovely uh, 24 degrees Celsius, which is like 75 degrees Fahrenheit for you guys. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so there's no snowmen or anything like that. There's, there's no uh, white Christmas um, or anything that you'd be uh, familiar with living in the nor- northern hemisphere. But, yeah, Christmas is kind of like um, the go to the beach type of weather. Yeah. Some uh, snags on the barbecue, a couple of beers. Can't complain with that. No way. Sounds like Florida with my mom. That's that's what they <laughs> they go to the beach for Christmas. So for our later listeners here, uh, Mr. Kearns, how old are you? How old? Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm in my uh, early thirties. Ah, a young man. <laughs> Single, never married, married. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. N- never married, mate. A player. Okay, we're writing this down. <laughs> <laughs> Long walks on the beach. <laughs> At Christmas time. <laughs> Christmas time. <laughs> Likes to drink beer in the nude. <laughs> I'll put words in his mouth. <laughs> no, please don't. <laughs> Touches coal. I mean. <laughs> so, do you have any uh, Christmas traditions that are a little out of the ordinary, there, Brian? Oh, not not that I can not that I can think of. No, 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 no. It's uh, pretty well everything's. The same, I guess. <laughs> still buy presents for everybody and exchange gifts and Santa Claus yeah. still comes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, there used to be a, a Christmas um, kind of jingle. I don't think you would call it a carol here, which was uh, 
called Six White Boomers because over here uh, Santa doesn't actually have reindeer when he comes over to here to Australia. He needs to uh, travel around a bit more efficiently, so he gets Six White Boomers, which is uh, six white kangaroos to pull his sleigh. Nice. That's freaking awesome. Do they have, do they have names? No, 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 they don't. He has a fairly large roster of uh, kangaroos, so, yeah, he doesn't get to know him personally. It's too bad. <laughs> so, were you born in Australia, Brian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I'm uh, first generation uh, Australia, actually. My uh, father was from Northern Ireland, and my mother, actually, is from Scotland. So, they emigrated over here when my mother was very young and when my father was, like, in his 20s. And, uh, yeah, they uh, became Australian citizens about 15 years ago now. So, yeah, born and raised here in Australia. That's awesome. Nice. Do you do much traveling? Oh, I have been overseas. I have been over to London uh, and, and Ireland. I actually went back to the homeland. Uh, I uh, went back over there and worked over there for a bit, actually, for about a year. And uh, been to Austria for a little while as well. But other than that, uh, oh, hold on. No, I, I did. I went on a cruise to uh, Vanuatu. So I did uh, some island cruising uh, a few years back now. So, yeah. And I've done a bit of uh, travel here in Australia as well. Awesome. Cool. So how many people uh, in Australia have you told about our show? Uh, all, all my buddies at work, uh, all my buddies at work, I've been telling them, uh, that they need to, uh, get onto iTunes or Stitcher or whatever. And, uh, yeah, down, download this show and listen to you funny guys and, uh, your funny wife, Heather. Awesome. We appreciate it. We can definitely see the numbers. I mean, we were looking at the map, like I said earlier and yeah. uh, Australia's are, are like fourth biggest listener base. What a slip, man. The UK is taking over. <laughs> <laughs> We figured you had something to do with that. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, man. So, huh. That's pretty awesome. Time for another joke? <laughs> Don't. Why is Christmas just like your job? It doesn't lie. Never mind. Go ahead. What? <laughs> you do all the work, and the fat man in the suit gets all the credit. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so Our true. boss isn't fat, and he does well, well, hang on. Uh, <laughs> Think that one. <laughs> I've seen pictures of your boss. Yeah, I post them on the internet all the time. <laughs> People called him a musketeer. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> so, Brian, tell me, uh, some talk about comments, let's find a little bit more about you. Uh, what type of movies do you enjoy? What type of movies? Yes. Uh, well, I've been loving uh, the superhero films that have been coming out so far from Warner Brothers and from Marvel and Disney Studios. I really love them. Um, I love my horror films as well. I don't watch a lot of the really, like, you know, those really disgusting gore-filled ones like um, Miguel's Saw. Favorite. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those ones for me, it's kind of uh, like I kind of feel that it's – jumping away from what traditionally horror is all about, which is about bringing up that feeling of dread and powerlessness. So, um, but yeah, I love like the supernatural horror films and things like that. They really, they, they really fill me with dread. So I enjoy them. Um, I love cartoons. I'm a big, big, big kid at heart. So yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, sit down and watch all the Disney films and, uh, yeah, yeah. Comedy action, just about anything. I'll sit down and watch. Same here. Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm not picky either. I really, I'm not too picky about anything. I'll watch any movie. I don't really care. Well, um, don't look at me like that. <laughs> You're the one that was begging me to look at you earlier. <laughs> <laughs> don't give me that alluring look there, Bert. <laughs> All right, Ernie. Do it, boy! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> 
So, Brian, so, how, how long have you been a comic book fan? Well, when I was growing up, uh, we had a show that would be run in a big showground, which was pretty well like a two-minute walk away from my house. So my parents would take me there in October. That's when the show would, show would be on and would always buy me a show bag. And in the show bag, guaranteed every single time there would be a comic book. And most of the time they were the Phantom. And I love them, absolutely love them. And I remember my first year that I got like, uh, like I don't even remember what the show bag was, but normally they're like cowboys and Indians, uh, uh, ninjas or pirates or something like that, or uh, G.I. Joe, some, something along those lines. And I remember picking up a Wolverine comic book. I don't remember what Wolverine comic book it was, but I was just – absolutely enthralled with with uh with this new form of reading so the local paper stores in my town the, those were pretty well the only places where you could get comics and they were like hen's teeth they were rare as picking up comics was pretty much a race um with every other guy in town and you picked up what you could so pretty well most of the Marvel comic books like uh, X-Men, uh, Avengers, Thor, things like that, I would never be able to get my hands on at all. So I pretty well got stuck with uh, Green Lantern, Catwoman, and one of my favorites, Azrael. I, I would always get the Azrael comic books. Um, I was I still Azrael. <laughs> yeah, I, I've still got the Jean, uh, Jean-Paul Valley number one through to ten uh, original series. I've still got them. Most of my other comic books were damaged um, just over time and, yeah, other natural disasters that managed to befall me in my years. So, But, yeah, um, DC Comics was always, like, my go-to uh, for comic books. Um, I then, I don't know what happened. I stopped reading comic books. I think that the, the story lines and the arcs, I was missing out on too many of them. So I just said, you know what? I'm wasting so much money. I've got other things that I want to focus my attention on. Yeah. See you later, comic books. And then about <laughs> porn. <laughs> shush. Shush, you. <laughs> About, I'd say, would it be a year ago now, I decided that I was going to get back into comic books. I um, was looking around and wanted to get back into Azrael because I really liked him. I realized that DC had relaunched completely their line with the New 52, which was quite upsetting. But when I saw that um, about the exact same time that I was getting back into comics, they had announced that Lobo, which was another comic that I wouldn't, uh, that I wasn't able to get very often, but I was able to pick up a couple of issues here and there, and I always thought he was hilarious. It was like for for a young teenager growing up in Australia, watching this great big space biker just not give uh, two hoots about anything was so hilarious. So when I heard that Lobo was getting a relaunch, I was like straight on. To trying to find out everything that I could about where, where they were going with it, bringing him back. I'm probably in the minority, uh, being an old Lobo fan. I um, actually really liked the redesign. I thought that it really captured a more modern take on the space bounty hunter assassin, the tracker, the high-tech guy who the other superheroes in the DC universe fear. So I, I was so excited and, and um, really, really, really looking forward to that. But I knew that I had to get into some other comic books, so I started picking up Red Lanterns, 
all the Green Lantern books because I love Green Lantern. What else? I started picking up Suicide Squad, and I really got into that. I love Suicide Squad. I loved the first uh, uh, the first um, uh, run of the New Fifty Two Suicide Squad. Uh, I picked yeah, up the new one. The new one, not so much. Yeah, the the new one. Yeah, I like. I want to love it. I want it to be good, but it's just consistently. And I don't want to. I don't want to beat down on the creators and the writers and everything like that. It's just. It's just. There's just something not there with it for me yet. Yeah, um, I'm piece of crap. Book <laughs> 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 that we pick up that we're just like, ugh, why are we still buying this? And then it's like, I oh, know, well, right? Harley's yeah. still in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harley's still in it. Deadshot's still in it. I think Captain Boomerang's going to come back. Um, yeah. I, well, I hope so. Yeah, yeah. I really hope that he gets back into it. But yeah, um, it's just like. You know what I really love for them to do with Suicide Squad? I don't know if you guys saw the uh, animated um, DC uh, yeah, assault, assault on Arkham. Yeah, my goodness. Yeah, if they if they had done a Suicide Squad like that, that would be that would be so on target for me. I I, I just I love the character designs. I, I, I love I just they have Shark should be a mainstay. If King Shark becomes a mainstay, I think it's great. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely. I love, I love the King Shark. He's he's such a brilliant character. <laughs> like uh, in in the uh, in the first uh, Suicide Squad New Fifty Two run, where he's uh, going and munching on some chickens in the chicken coop, and you've got that uh, poor guy who's there going, "Ah, oh, Sasquatch!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I picked up Talon as well. I was a big fan of Talon. I really um, like that uh, too. Yeah. Yeah, I was quite upset actually when they uh, cancelled it. Like uh, towards the end, it was kind of getting a bit where like Suicide Squad is now for me. Yeah. Like yeah, but um, I still I still thought that they could do so much with that book. So well, Calvin Rose was just an interesting character. I mean, I hope that they keep him somewhere in that universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd really like for him to come back. I feel that um, yeah, he he was really like he wasn't one of those guys who was. Um, a straight up fighter, like uh, I, I just love that um, issue where Batman's got him all cuffed up and saying, "Oh yeah, not even I can get out of these." And then he turns his head, and then he turns back, and Calvin's gone. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not many people get the one up on Batman. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> so, how did you find out about our show? I was listening to a lot of podcasts uh, at the time, like uh, gaming podcasts. I just started getting into. Uh, comic book podcast because I wanted to um, know the most up-to-date news because uh, not having a really local comic store, um, very difficult to get your hand on on news other than jumping on the internet, basically. So, yeah, and plus not really any of my mates read comic books the way I do. So it was just really awesome to be able to find some guys who – and uh, and – and girls that I could uh, listen to talk about what's coming out and what they enjoy and things like that. And, um, yeah, I was uh, going through iTunes and um, saw a comical podcast and it, it sounded right up my alley. Two funny blokes um, uh, waxing lyrical about some comic books. So had to download it. Well, we're glad you did. <laughs> we're lucky comic theater didn't scare them the hell away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah oh, comic, comic book theater, first. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Time for another joke. Dude wipes. Woo! <laughs> What's the difference between snowmen and snow women? Penises. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Snowballs. Ah, that was close. <laughs> <laughs> They're blue. <laughs> or white, you know, whatever. White could be white. I've never seen. Well, they could be brown. Why you know, is it sometimes, no brown mud, sometimes mud gets mixed in with snowmen. I've seen some brown snowmen. <laughs> what? Was <laughs> well, there anything you want to ask us, Brian? Mm, off the top of my head, um, maybe this one. Uh, are you guys reading the all new X Factor? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I looked on Comic Vine and I saw the cover coming out. Um, oh God, I can't even. I can't remember the name, but their last issue, issue 20, I think Alex, Alex Garner, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just looks so, 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 so good. It's like a Disney Pixar type of stylized art. And yeah, I was just wondering whether or not it's worth picking up. Like, um, I, I was considering picking it up all up in trade. Um, I, I would if, absolutely would you- recommend picking it up in trade. Um, I think it's okay. one of the best Marvel books that's coming out right now. Oh, wow. I loved it from the very beginning, but unfortunately, a lot of people didn't like the team and didn't pick it up, so the sales weren't where they needed to be to keep the series going. But every time yeah. Old New X-Factor comes out, it makes it to the top of my pile, and it's one of the first books I read. I, I always look forward to it. Oh, wow. Yeah, book one okay. for me didn't uh, it didn't really capture me, but it's like book two, book three, and it's like, oh my gosh, this is really good, and I like the interaction between Danger and the group and everything else. It's really good. I would pick it up and trade Oh, cheers, guys. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely um, yeah, start uh, getting my comic store to put them aside for me, pick them up. Awesome. I think you'll enjoy it. Man, I thought he was going to ask you like something really deep first. Well, I thought he might, too. I mean, he's been listening for a while. I figured he'd <laughs> want to ask us something about the show. He wants to know gay, Justin. <laughs> Only for you, mate. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> Straight bunking up in here. Hey, we're using it again. <laughs> I mean, so it, it, it seems with the show that Miguel kind of gravitates towards certain topics all the time, and it always seems to revolve around the toilet. <laughs> um, and uh, dick, dick and balls, um, is, is this something that continues to go on um, uh, like pre-recording as well? It never stops. <laughs> like hanging out with Miguel is a nonstop dick and ball joke. What the hell? <laughs> it's okay, though. It makes me laugh, so I don't, I don't mind so much. I'd, I'd, I'd highly recommend uh, – sorry, Miguel. I'd highly recommend any listeners out there, do what you can to pick up that bonus episode uh, done by uh, uh, Heather, Justin, and Miguel because, yeah, it, it'll, have, it'll have you in tears. I still have it locked on my iPod, uh, and if, I, if, I just, if I've had a bad day at work, I know that I can put on this uh, track, and it is hilarious. It, 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 it'll make you cry with laughter. Yeah, I think we're actually going to release it for free to everybody at the end of the year. Uh, everybody, oh, good stuff. Everybody that helped us with Audible, uh, we got they got it early, but I think we're going to give it to everybody at the end of the year. So, uh, nice Christmas present. Yeah, our gift to everybody else. So, nice, nice. So you stuck it to the people early, and then- <laughs> no, no, they got it. They got it six months earlier than everybody else, oh, right? Okay, all right. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, now it's time for one of our uh, favorite segments. Ask Lord Horsecles. I'm tired of them asking me stuff. <laughs> You're the psychologist, so... Uh, Hang on, let me bring in minion number three in here to sit in for me. <laughs> but first, one more joke. Okay. <laughs> if athletes get athlete's foot, what do astronauts get? Ass foot? Mistletoe. <laughs> if I could kick you, I would. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> so like a bad porn movie. <laughs> so, these are awesome jokes. I'm saving these. <laughs> so, good. so let's move on to Dear Lord Horsecles. Okay, go ahead. 
Dear Lord Horsicles, I used to be an alcoholic just like you, but I have recently started going to AA. This year, I am attending my company's Christmas party, and I know there will be a lot of booze available. Therefore, a lot of the temptation will exist for me. Last time I went, I got blackout drunk and danced naked on a table. I know that's a cliche, but it really happened. I don't want to relapse, but I don't know what to do. I'm obligated to go. Help me, Lord Horsicles. What company and where I need to attend? (laughs) (laughs) With people throwing money? If they're throwing money, I say do it again. Go big. (laughs) No. Like our company, we used to have a hotel, which they would pay for it so you could drink and do whatever. People don't give a damn. I've seen things flop out of dresses that shouldn't be. I've seen people wear skirts that, well, let's say, it's like a pig in a blanket. That's being nice. (laughs) Ah, Let's see here. You want me to be serious with these or you would like me to be stupid? (laughs) You're you're the psychologist, man. It's up to you. Ah, Is this a cry for help or is this a... (laughs) You know my answer. You told me just the other day. I always say, go big. <laughs> I say, get slosh. I say, bring someone in with you and just have a, a so, grinding thing on the top so, of the so table. So throw away all the positive changes this person's made in their life just for a Christmas party? There's nothing positive in their life. They've given up alcoholism. That's not positive. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no. Seriously, seriously. Okay. The DD. He's a DD. <laughs> is that a chasing Amy reference? Or is that... <laughs> Oh, this is a woman. <laughs> yes, keep drinking. <laughs> Woo-hoo, dude wipes. <laughs> All right, let's move on. To the I next got one. it. No, seriously, I got it. Here's what you should do. Before you go to your Christmas party, you should go to one of our local comic artists and have them paint you. Body paint. Okay, so your your stuff is painted. Okay, then you can put your dress on. So if you happen to drink when you're there and you get on the table and you take your stuff off, you're painted and you're covered. It's all good. You have a good time. There you go. Lord Horsicles is pleased. Next. <laughs> Do you have a backup? Well, my, my advice is uh, take a friend who will prevent you from drinking so that you stay on the wagon. It never happens. <laughs> Your friend will look at you like, you're not my daddy. You ain't my mama. You can't tell me when or not, not to drink. Bitch slap. Depends who. <laughs> I probably just wouldn't go to the party. <laughs> it says they're obligated to go. They're obligated to go? Yeah. Oh, well then. She's already done this once, so her career is over. So who gives a shit? <laughs> go big. Get a new job. I like how you went over the part where she says, uh, I'm an alcoholic just like you. I'm not an alcoholic. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> just skip right over that. There's no drinking here. All right. I'm sober. Let's move on to the next one then. Would you like to see my coin? Dear Lord Horsticles, I gave Christmas presents to everybody in my office this year, and I unfortunately mixed up some of the gifts. I bought a really nice present for a girl that I like and a cheap obligatory gift for this girl that I absolutely can't stand. I accidentally swapped their gifts, and now the horrible girl thinks I have a thing for her, and the girl I, I actually like enjoyed the cheap gift, so now I can't even ask for it back to rectify the situation. Help me, Lord Horsticles, you're my only hope. What, am I going Kenobi now? The <laughs> <laughs> force is strong with this one. Seriously, this is easy. This is easy, but I'm going to go on a rant. Fun, fair, positive soccer is fuck the world over. Because <laughs> a normal person would say, fuck you, ugly chick. Give me this gift back. You would have never given her anything in the first damn place. So just give it back. Tell her this wasn't for you and give it to the other girl. Now you're giving her two gifts. And then you can win her heart. Just don't let the good girl see you being ugly to the ugly girl because then, you know, it's over. Take it away. All right. Send minion number one in there to get it <laughs> and come back out. Make it the writer's responsibility. <laughs> no, 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 no. Send in uh, minion number three. Send in Lapine. sending cold wet ass in there to do work for you that's right so he doesn't like this horrible girl but he gave her a gift see fun fair positive soccer (laughs) everybody gets a gift everybody gets a gets a trophy no people don't need trophies people don't need it did did, did you give john did did you give someone else in the office a gift yeah he gave one to everybody no did you did i yes 
Everybody you know in the office get a gift? No, hell no. Enough said. Thank you very much. See, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I would go back to the young lady and tell her, I don't like you, and this was given to you by mistake. Uh, can I have it back? And then go give it to the good girl. <laughs> Karen, do you give your coworkers coal? Uh, well, they uh, they get it every day anyway. Like. <laughs> <laughs> What's that mean? <laughs> you know, you really got that Christmas spirit down. <laughs> Fine. Fine. Okay. Ho, ho, ho. And a bottle of rum. Uh, <laughs> we changed it up here today. But is Santa Claus a pirate now? What's going on? We are. I'd be bringing you <laughs> Drunk the claws. Anyway, let the, let the girl have the present. Go buy something even fancier for the other girl. All right. There you go. And go, you can't go, win her, go bigger. Yeah, you can't win her over with gifts anyway. Just whip out your slong on the table and show it to her. And there you go. I'm not sure that's good advice. <laughs> Uh, the other half of comical podcast is not recommend following. <laughs> Go big! Are you stunned? Time for a joke. Oh god! <laughs> Why don't aliens celebrate Christmas? Uh, I don't know. They don't want to give away their presents. Oh, you bastard! <laughs> <laughs> Only two more jokes to go, people. Woohoo! Hold Thank on. God. All right. So another letter for Lord Hartsclees. Okay. My mom refuses to believe that I am now a grown man. Her Christmas gifts are always sweaters designed for an eight-year-old boy. I don't want to hurt her feelings, but how do I kindly tell her that I don't want giraffes or monkeys on my clothes? I got it. Next Christmas party time at the house, bring home a stripper. <laughs> okay? Look here. I'm a grown man. I'm hitting this every night. <laughs> While you're wearing your monkey sweater or what? <laughs> Fine, just tell mom. Mom, I'm old now. I can't be wearing this kind of stuff. You're affecting my love life. Your son ain't getting laid with these sweaters. <laughs> what say you, Brian? Oh, you know those uh, cartoons that you used to watch where they have, like, um, the, the characters in that moral dilemma and they have, like, the little angel on their shoulder and the little, like, demon guy on their other shoulder? Right. This, uh, this um, uh, Ask Lord Horsticles segment always seems to be that Miguel is having that moment every single time. <laughs> <laughs> you just hear all this it's stuff like, that gets edited out of this segment. <laughs> <laughs> So maybe you should do this. Maybe maybe this is the best way to do it. And everyone's happy, and every, there's all smiles all around. Yada yada yada. Uh, unicorn farts and butterfly kisses. Um, and then um, uh, the 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 other little guy is just like, oh, sling your dick out. Put it on the table. <laughs> Go big. Go big. Don't wipes. Woo. <laughs> That's a, that's a fair approximation of what happens here. Yeah? Yeah. He understands. The minions get stuff. <laughs> but a question for you. Why is he wearing the sweater in the first place? He, the mother gives it to me to take it home and put it in the closet. I don't know. Maybe she wants to wear, him to wear it for family re- pictures or something. I, I don't think know. he should re-gift them. I think, I think <laughs> re-gift them? Yeah. <laughs> send them to uh, – send me a direct message and I'll give you my address and you can mail them to me and I'll make Miguel wear them. <laughs> Next question. Okay. <laughs> I recently went to my office Christmas party where we exchanged secret Santa gifts. The one I received was embarrassing and totally inappropriate. I had to hold it up for show and tell, and now the whole office ridicules me. How can I make them stop? Help me, Lord Horse Cleave. What did she get? A dildo or something? That's the- I'd show that shit off. I'd be like, yeah, look at what I got. And you don't. <laughs> dildo. Woo! Hey, hey, that was imp- Okay, so someone gave her something inappropriate. Next time, you got to give something that's even worse. I'm talking to but, you. But her question know. is, how, she, how does she make the people stop making fun of her for getting that inappropriate gift? You get someone else to get an inappropriate gift, and you make it worse. 
Yeah, you make it worse for someone else. That's right. They pick on the next person. Handing some shit on it. <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty bad. What if this company has an HR department? <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> you can do what I do. Just yell at them back and get all ugly, give them the crazy eyes, and they'll stop. <laughs> they say something like, "You got a problem with me?" Just does does it not stop? Do people just, not just claim you're possessed? Do people walk away when I get angry? When I get stupid? Sometimes. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's how you gotta do. Miguel knows from experience. Just threaten to blow the building up. You'll be okay. Start screaming for free pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Are you drunk? <laughs> no, man. That's tough. Uh, like I said, here's the angel talking now. Merely say that you did not purchase this gift, and you really would appreciate them not making fun of you because it is hurting your inner child, and and it makes you feel very sad. And I would really appreciate if you would stop. That's the on hell's advice. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, please, have spoken. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I, I prefer double please better. Just get something nastier and stankier than before. Put it in a box. I agree. That's what I'm talking about. Way to follow my lead. I understand. Well, I have experience from that. That'll be part of my funny story. So. Okay. Okay. Dear Lord Horsecles, do you believe in Santa Claus? Santa Claus? I don't even know how to answer that question. <laughs> do I believe in Santa Claus? Answer it honestly. Don't break all the little children's heart out there. I don't even know how to make this a funny segment. <laughs> all the Let's... boys and girls will be sad if you tell them no. Lord Horsecles has always believed in Santa Claus. All right, fair enough. Moving I believe, on. I believe in the Easter Bunny, Tooth Fairy, Great Pumpkin. <laughs> you believe the children are our future? No. <laughs> All right. Who asked me that ass nine question? <laughs> I want to know names. Signed ass none of us as always, man. Cowards, put your name on it. I need information. <laughs> Dear Lord Horsecles, I recently went to a holiday party where mistletoe was hung almost everywhere. At this party, I happened to get stuck under the mistletoe twice. The first time was with a really unattractive chick, and the second was with a dude. Each time the party came to a halt to see what would happen. All eyes were on me and would, were wanting to see what I would do. Needless to say, I made a lot of people laugh and hurt some feelings. The unattractive girl leaned in, and I popped my hand up to her face and gently pushed her aside like a delicate stiff arm. The second time... <laughs> the Heisman? <laughs> the second time was basically gay chicken to see who would crack first. My question to you is, what is the proper protocol when under said mistletoe with someone you don't want to kiss? Do you make a joke or do you hurt feelings? Help, Lord Horse, please. I have many more holiday parties to attend. Bite the bullet, damn it. Give him the tongue. <laughs> Give him the tongue. Go, the, the dude. Go. Lick <laughs> him. <laughs> Lick his face. <laughs> Wait a minute. Does this dude look like Mark Anthony or does this dude look like uh, Jim Carrey? It matters. Uh, this dude looks like your cousin. <laughs> Which one? I'll leave, I'll leave that up to you. To look the other way. <laughs> How ugly is the ugly chick? Am I drunk? I don't have pictures. <laughs> Are we drunk yet? <laughs> Am I saying we're drunk? It doesn't matter. You and the first person are already <laughs> like completely wasted. So well, Here's the point. Here's the, here's the, okay, okay, okay. All right, here we go. You're under the mistletoe. Why the fuck are you standing under the mistletoe? Cut that shit down with some scissors. <laughs> Get no, rid of the mistletoe. Me, me as Lord Horse, Horse the Sleeze, well, excuse me, uh, Pimpticles, always carries mistletoe in my pocket. So, you know, whenever you see the good-looking chick, you put it over your head. Hey, <laughs> That's a tough one. Uh, so he stiff-armed the chick in the face. That has to be, like, the greatest move ever. <laughs> Sorry, you're too ugly. <laughs> There's limitations with this mistletoe. <laughs> he's got the mistletoe in his hand, so he's really doing the Heisman with it, like you said. <clears throat> Show me where I signed that contract. <laughs> <laughs> I think he should have kissed her. What the hell? Everybody needs a slump buster every once in a while. 
<laughs> he should have kissed her. Asked for the dude. Kiss him too. Why not? What the hell? What do you care? <laughs> he should have did it. It'd have been funny as hell. Yeah, he would have been a life, the life of the party. Of course, then he'd be writing in saying that he got did something inappropriate at the office, <laughs> <laughs> and now people are making fun of him. So what should he do? <laughs> I wouldn't kiss the dude. Maybe I'm reading these questions the wrong order. Maybe they tell a story if I do it the other way. <laughs> <laughs> he should at least kiss the chick. He don't have to kiss him on the lips. Kiss him on the cheek. There's no protocol that says you got to kiss on the lips under the mistletoe. You kiss ass if you want to. I, w- I don't recommend trying that one. <laughs> you do wipe first. <laughs> do wipe, then kiss. That's right. <laughs> do wipe himself when he's done. You, you need to make some extreme mistletoe. Just call it missile. Woo! <laughs> he could have given the girl a kiss on the cheek and gave the guy a kiss on the forehead. No harm, no foul. And it'd been funny as shit. It would thought he's a funny guy. All right. All right. All right. It works for me. All right. All right. This is the last one. Okay. Dear Lord Horsecles, with the holiday season about. It's hard dealing with family when you're the black sheep. How do you suggest I deal with my horrible family? <laughs> He's the black sheep. That's what he says. Why is he the black sheep? You know, it's signed as anonymous. I don't have all the answers. You ask me these questions every time, but I can't answer. I don't have the facts. It's tough. It's tough dealing with family who are assholes. You ain't got to be around them. They ain't got to come to your house, and you ain't got to invite them. If they try to show up at your house, take a trip to Jamaica. <laughs> Go somewhere else. That was yeah, not a reference yeah. that he was the black sheep, by the way. <laughs> Why's it got to be a racial thing, huh? Come on, go to Australia. There you go. <laughs> okay, if you have family, if you're the black sheep and you have a kid and they want to see their relatives, then you got to suck it up. You got to deal with the assholes one day, one night, whatever it is. Who knows? You can suck it up and get through it. You know, if you got a mother who makes you sweaters and leaning over you and you got to do this family, upset your mother's heart, you got to deal with it. Plain and simple. Okay, but if you don't have anybody leaning over you like that or any kids around you, fuck them. <laughs> Do your own thing, baby. <laughs> Build a moat and hide behind it. Right? <laughs> I'm saying strip club from the morning to the end. Jingle ball. <laughs> Wrong kind of strip club. <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it, folks. There's uh, Ask Lord Horsecles for this uh, Christmas episode. I was really not in the Christmas spirit. <laughs> <laughs> You're in some kind of mood. I don't know. <laughs> well, now it's time for our other... Well-known segment. What? Tell me a funny story. So, uh, Brian, do you want to go first or do you want Heather to go first? Uh, I can go first. Ah, gentlemen. All right. I don't have a Christmas uh, funny story, but uh, a few years ago, now would have been about six years ago, uh, a mate of mine and I, we were both on annual leave at about the same time. So we had some friends that had recently moved up uh, to the very north of Queensland, up in Mackay. And they were lonely up there, and they didn't know that many people. And we were on leave, and so me and my mate just thought, you know what, let's let's see some more of Australia. Let's go up north and let's pay them a visit. So we got ourselves um, uh, great big thermoses of coffee and six packs of Red Bull, and we just hit the road. And we decided that we were going to go up and see them. Anyway, uh, so we decided we were going to share share the driving. We were going to be responsible adults and uh, change over about every four hours. Midway through the trip on the first day, my mate, he falls asleep, and it's coming up for the changeover, and we're right in the middle of the bush, and I thought, well, you know what? I'm not going to wake him up. I'm not going to wake him up, but I do need to stretch my legs. I do need to get out and, and um, relieve myself because all that Red Bull was, uh, was getting to me. 
So I got out of the car and I just couldn't go by the side of the road. I had to go for a little bit of a walk in, into the bush and he was fast asleep. So, But the chances were that he would probably wake up, run up behind me while I'm taking a whiz and then push me over or something, some dumbass <laughs> shit like that. So <laughs> You would do, you bastard. <laughs> So I went for a little bit of a walk, found myself a tree with my name on it, uh, wrote my name on it, and then went back. And I got in the car, and he's still asleep. I'm like, oh, sweet, no worries. I'll keep on driving. When he wakes up, he can swap over with me, and I'll say that I was driving for a lot longer um, and guilt him into driving some more. So I'm driving along, driving along, driving along, and then he wakes up, and he looks over at me, and he gives me this look of terror. I have never seen someone as scared as what my mate was looking like at this moment like it was like my head had turned into like a praying mantis or something like that (laughs) he gave me this look uh, and before i could say anything he starts wailing in on me as i'm driving along and he's punching me and punching me and punching me and it was like something surreal was going on i didn't know what was happening it was like uh 28 days later except without the foam and the blood but he was like punching me and punching me and punching me. like it seemed to go on for a long time might have only gone on for like 10 seconds but that was enough for me to pull over get out of the car and just run because <laughs> i didn't know what was going on he gets out of the car and he's running after me and i'm thinking oh, that that's it like Something's gone wrong. I'm going to be killed right out here by my best mate. But he ends up catching up to me. He goes, stop, 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 stop. There's a spider on you. And what had happened, when I had gone for a walk into the bush, I didn't know this, but I walked into a great big spider web. And there was this huge spider that was on my shoulder just sitting there. My friend, he really doesn't like spiders at all. <laughs> so he had beaten the shit out of this spider that was on my shoulder. And all that was left was like squish spider and some legs that were still ever so slightly moving. <laughs> that is quite terrifying. Yeah. It's a, it's not a spider would have just loved me to die. He would have <laughs> jumped out and rolled out the door. <laughs> Combat roll. What kind of spider was it, Brian? Uh, I think it was a golden orb weaver. So and it was a non-venomous spider. It was just, it was fairly big. It was a fairly big spider. But yeah, it wouldn't have bitten me or anything like that. It was just, I probably would have freaked out had I seen it um, on my shoulder. But yeah, I, I was at no danger. Just my friend suffered from severe arachnophobia. I'd have shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> I, like you said, Justin, I went out the window. <laughs> I probably would have beat the shit out of you. <clears throat> Well, I didn't tell you this since we're talking about spiders. I'm driving the wife's car, okay? <laughs> As I'm driving, I'm looking ahead. All of a sudden, he's into the left. I'm like, what the fuck, man? I, I, like, I went from like, okay, keep in mind. Got the hands at uh, 10 and 2. Fuck you. I got him at 12 and 1. How do you like that? <laughs> 10 and 2. Who the hell does 10 and 2? Who drives 12 and 1? That's like connected. you <laughs> <laughs> like, if you guys can see the visuals, it's fucking hilarious. I'd drive a 12 and 6. <laughs> you feel all powerful when you turn the car? Like... Walk like an Egyptian. You're like trying to like shoot fireballs out of your arms. You're Hadouken! Hadouken! As you're driving. 9 and 5, are you happy now? <laughs> Why are you driving? That's, that's a little better. At least that's like kind of at an angle. Anyway, so I'm driving and I look up to the windshield and this big ass spider comes out of the groove between the glass and the felt, wherever it connects. I don't even know how, what the hell this thing did. It like went flat and came out. 
I was like, what the fuck? I mean, <laughs> my wife was like, what? So this spider starts coming down. I like, I'm looking like I'm freaking out. I'm driving. The car is like going left to right a little because I'm really freaking shaking here. And because you're holding it like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> at 1230 and 115. <laughs> so I reached down and I'm looking. My wife has her her, her uh, bed, bath, and beyond or bed, bath, bath, whatever the fuck the places we buy the perfume and shit. So I reached down and grabbed one of those bottles. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, dunk. I'm trying to kill it. Boy, I was like, you're going to break the fucking glass. I'm like, don't, don't, fucking spider die. It goes back up in the thing and I don't, I, I guess the thing is curved at the bottom. So there's like, yeah. it's not flat. So I'm like hitting it. I'm not doing shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, get it. Get it with something else. I'm like, I couldn't hear. I think I swung at the glass four times, got it none. And it went back up in there. And I'm kind of like, uh, so I scoot over in the seat all the way over to the console and I'm driving the whole way. Now the hands are at five and six. <laughs> and I'm just looking up at the glasses. Like, will you, my wife's like, will you stop looking? It's going to come out. I know it is. <laughs> as soon as I stop looking, it's going to come. So I was scared shitless. Well, Anita goes, oh, by the way, she told me today, oh, by the way, Cameron killed the spider. He came out again, and Cameron actually did it. So he killed the spider, which you couldn't do. Well, thanks a lot. Your son's more of a man than you. <laughs> <laughs> I think he pulled out his flip-flop. Who knows? Well, like, That's okay. It's a more sensible <laughs> killing utility. <laughs> well, I told you that spider it was the same kind of spider that was on my arm. That when I was moving the crate uh, and the, the curtain so the dog could come out into the living room, there was a spider the size of my the indention in the elbow. It was that big. I couldn't even see the arm. I, mean, I looked down, like, ah, and I just swiped it down, and like, I didn't know what the hell it was. But I knew it was a spider, like, quick instance just to wipe it off, and I was scared shitless. I was jumping around like this and rubbing my shoulders and my arms, like, oh, I got the heebie jeebies, and I'm like, jumping up and down, like, like, like the women when they get scared of the, of the rats to the mice on the cartoons. You know how they jump up on the table? Yeah, the, the, the women. It's, it's like when you get scared of a spider. I've seen, I've seen you react that <laughs> yes. Well, I actually killed that spider. I'm actually going to take time now to thank you for this. Uh, you and my wife are both both working on assisting me with my arachnophobia. No problem, man. It. It's a lot of fun for me. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think she says the same thing, too. But, yeah. Uh, uh, and here's a question for you, Brian. Now that you know that the spider was on you, and now the spider has been killed, do you at that time did you still feel like when you were driving again, like you feel like it was still crawling on you? No, no, I didn't. Oh, no. Okay, with me, <laughs> with me, I kept on looking down at my arms the rest of the day. I felt like it was crawling on me. It's <laughs> a normal person. Once he knows it's dead, that's over. <laughs> <laughs> Spiders come back. <laughs> it's not zombie spiders. <laughs> Our back. <laughs> I can't help you with that. <laughs> what about you, Heather? You said you had a funny story for us? Okay, well, we did our secret Santa this year, and it was really fun. The person that I got to give gifts to, she's pregnant. She's one of our teachers in our school, so I got to spoil her. So that was a lot of fun. I enjoy being, like, a secret Santa. And we all had to fill out this form of, like, our likes and, like, information so they could kind mm -hmm. of have an idea. So it's, like, guidelines for what you want. Right. You know, to help people, especially if they don't know you. But I'm pretty obvious because I <laughs> I love the color pink. Hey, hey. You don't no, work at that school. Exactly. Um, I love the color pink. I love Hello Kitty. And, and, the, and I love anything with a bow on it. So if you hit in the park of one of those three things, you, you've hooked me. So anyway, this lady has no clue. First of all, she lost the paper because she gave me chocolate, which I'm allergic to. Then she came up the second day and said, oh, by the way, I'm your secret Santa and handed me the gift. And then she kept asking me if she liked all the gifts that I that I got from my secret Santa. Therefore, it negated the purpose of secret Santa. 
which I thought was really hilarious. <laughs> it was pretty fun. It was pretty dumb. But you didn't get any inappropriate gifts that people could make fun of you for. Because if you did, you could listen to Miguel's advice. <laughs> um, no, not really. Actually, the last day I didn't even get a gift, so I have no idea. That's depressing. I'm sorry. It's a little. It's a little funny. I think it's hilarious. Honestly. Well, we uh, we sent out Christmas cards to some of our most loyal listeners this year. Uh, I know yours hasn't gotten there yet, Brian, because it has a long way to go. <laughs> but uh, hopefully you'll get it soon. The people that, card. people that did get it, uh, we've been getting a lot of pictures, and, and thanks for that. So, Is that what we're going to do? Tell people we sent it to them, and, and they never get it. And say, you must have got lost in the mail. <laughs> we sent out 365 cards this year. <laughs> we didn't send out nearly that many. <laughs> but our biggest supporters... Uh, definitely got one. So if we, if we contacted you and asked you for your physical address, uh, just keep an eye on your mailbox. It's coming. Hopefully you get a little chuckle out of it because it is kind of a funny card. Uh, cheese, Justin. Cheese, Miguel. Cheese. Cheese, Heather. I really, really appreciate that. That's wonderful. Thank you. You're welcome. That's the least we could do. Yeah, that's the least we could do. We, we appreciate everybody's support this year. I mean, you guys have done a lot to help us uh, grow our audience and gain listeners and just giving us a reason to keep doing this week in and week out. And if you want selfies, DM Justin and he'll send them to you. <laughs> yeah, I have lots of uh, candid photos of Miguel. Whoa, whoa. To share with the world. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so time, time for another joke. Oh. <laughs> Why is it getting harder to buy Advent calendars? I don't know. Because their days are numbered. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Lord have mercy. That's pretty good. <laughs> I'm going to go stick my head in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty funny. I like these. Well, I just want to remind everybody, uh, if you want to follow us, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash comicalpodcast. You can find us on Twitter. I'm at comicalpodcast. I'm at comicalpodcast2. And I'm at comicalpodcast3. Follow me the most. And if you want to find Brian, you can find him at... I'm at at BK006. And you should follow him because Brian's an awesome guy. Yes. He's follow my, him the most. He's one of my top members. <laughs> You're number two. That's right. Uh, also, if you want to subscribe to the show, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher, and we need more reviews. So if you're listening to the show and you haven't reviewed us yet, please go out there and leave us a five-star review. Uh, we got our first four-star yesterday, which I'm... What the hell? What <laughs> dirt bag gave us four? It was a positive review. It was just four stars. Four stars? I, I can deal with it. Give me the address. <laughs> I'll get us that one star. And uh, one more joke before we close out the show. How does snowmen get around, Miguel? The snowmobile? They ride their icicles. that's so great that is like the best joke (laughs) you want to close us out Brian yeah keep on laughing bitches nice (laughs) I want a little bit more Australian in that that ending (laughs) alright alright okay okay okay. let's let's try uh, go with a real like redneck what we call a bogan accent Um, alright keep on laughing bitches (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) that is great 